Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Not only is it eco-friendly, it's better for the environment, it's better for our local economy as well. It's also really budget-friendly to eat in seasons. And as humans, we naturally live in seasons. So why shouldn't our cooking revolve around seasons as well? So in today's episode, I am jumping into a new series where I take you through what's in season and help you to incorporate those flavors into your everyday meals. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris, your host, and it is officially October, which means it is officially fall. And even though it still doesn't quite feel like fall where I am in the world, I know that I am ready for those fall foods. And when I was coming up with ideas for the new Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast, once we transitioned from the Healthy Balance Mama podcast to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast, I knew that one of the things I wanted to bring up was foods that are in season and encourage you to eat more foods that are in season. Not only is it eco-friendly, it's better for the environment, it's better for our local economy as well. It's also really budget-friendly to eat in seasons. And as humans, we naturally live in seasons. So why shouldn't our cooking revolve around seasons as well? So in today's episode, I am jumping into a new series where I take you through what's in season and help you to incorporate those flavors into your everyday meals. So grab your notebook and let's dive in. 
Okay, before I share with you some of the ingredients that are in season in fall, so this is typically end of September to middle of December or so, most places in the world. The reason why cooking seasonally makes you a better cook is that often seasonal ingredients just naturally pair really well together. So it's kind of a secret of becoming a better seasonal cook is just by cooking with seasonal ingredients. If I pick any two ingredients off of the list I'm about to share, okay, um, apples and cranberries. Um, yeah, apples and cranberries are delicious together, okay? Um, let's see, pumpkin and dates. Oh, I haven't done that combination together, but you know what? I do make a pumpkin pie with a hazelnut date crust, so... Well, I have in the past. It was one of my personal chef recipes. So you know what? Maybe that does work well together, okay? A lot of these seasonal ingredients work really well together. It's not a hard and fast rule, but a lot of them do work really well together. And so I want to encourage you to use more of these seasonal ingredients because it can just naturally make you a better cook. And the more experienced you are using different ingredients, the more you just experiment and you try out new ingredients, the more confident you're going to be in the kitchen. And confidence is what is going to make you a good cook. It's not trying lots of wild recipes. It is confidence and basic skills and experimentation. Those are the things that are going to make you a good cook. So what is in season in autumn? When I'm talking about in season here, I'm going to be talking specifically about produce, um, but obviously there are other ingredients that are in season as well, and I'll talk a little bit about those in a little bit as well. So what's in season in autumn, in fall? Apples, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, carrots are still in season, cabbage, celery root, cranberries, dates, figs, kale, mushrooms, especially chanterelle and porcini mushrooms, pears, persimmons, if you haven't tried them, they're delicious, pomegranate, pumpkin, squash. I think a lot of us think of squash around fall, so winter squash or fall squash, like acorn squash and kabocha, butternut, delicata, honey nut, and sweet potatoes. And potatoes. I didn't mention those, but potatoes are also in season. So some foods that we don't often think of as in season in autumn are peppers. Um, think sausage with peppers and onions. Peppers are still in season and in season and fall. And zucchini and eggplant are still in season until like October, November as well, depending on where you are in the world and what the growing season was like. So there are lots of, lots of food in season in autumn. And I think that we oftentimes think of autumn as there being less in season because there's so much in season in the summer, which is true to some extent, but there's still so much that we can work with in the in fall, in the autumn season. So autumn food preparation is typically warmer than it is in the summer, but it's also more of a transition season between that those warm summer meals and those colder, heartier winter meals. When I say warm summer meals, I actually mean cool summer meals. So lots of salads and grilled foods and those fresh foods. Um, and then those cold, like super hearty soups and stews and curries and casseroles of the winter. Um, so I think of fall foods as being kind of that in-between. And it's honestly my favorite time of the year to cook. So roasting is a great preparation in the fall. You can roast vegetables, you can roast meat, braising. Um, so braising is like roasting with 
liquid. Um, it's actually a combination cooking method. Roasting is a dry heat cooking method. I have a whole episode on cooking methods that you can refer back to. Um, but roasting is a dry heat cooking method because it uses oil and air circulation to cook. Um, and then moist heat cooking methods are anything that use some sort of a liquid. So braising is usually seared on the stovetop and then you cook it in the oven or on the stove with liquid. So it's a combination cooking method. Baking is a warmer food preparation as well. And then pan searing, I see a lot of in the fall time as well. So those are kind of some of the more common food uh, preparation techniques, but you can honestly still incorporate salads, grilling, these type of things in a more fall type way by bringing in some of these fall flavors, bringing in these fall ingredients, bringing in fall flavors. And I shared a lot of these ideas in the fall transition meal episode, um, which was a few episodes ago. So if you didn't check out that episode, that's a really helpful helpful one to check out, especially if you're still in a warmer place um, like I am. It's going to be warm here in Florida until like December. I mean, and it's still not going to be cold. I get it. But it'll be cooler then. So refer back to that if you want some more inspiration. But what I want to do is I want to share some of my favorite pretty simple ways to prepare some of the ingredients or most of the ingredients that I just shared with you. A lot of the more common in-season produce items that I just shared with all of you. So let's dive into some of my favorite ways to prepare seasonal foods. All right, let's start with apples. Apples are obviously great in baked preparations, but I also really love them savory. Apples pair really well with thyme. They're great on or in a salad, especially with goat cheese or feta. Sometimes you'll hear about apple and cheddar together. I love that combination. I have an apple cheddar grilled cheese recipe with some arugula and prosciutto in the cooking club cookbook for this season. Um, My almost autumn farro salad has chopped apples with kale and with farro and with some feta cheese on top. It's also really delicious on pork chops. I have a really simple apple butter glazed pork chop recipe in the cooking club and it goes on top of savory sweet potato mash. I love that recipe in the fall. It's also delicious with red cabbage as a slaw or a saute. I love using a little bit of apple cider vinegar to bring a little bit of acidity to that, cut some of the bitterness um, and bring out that apple flavor as well. I also really love making savory scones with apples. So apple cheddar chive is a favorite and scones are so much easier than you might think. Scones or biscuits. You know, now that I think of it, am I making scones or am I making biscuits? I've always called them scones. You all, I think I might be making biscuits. I'm so torn. Okay, anyway, I... I'm going to have a crisis about that later, but for now, let's talk about broccoli. All right. Broccoli is a favorite in our house. If you listen to my What I Ate in September episode, I mentioned us eating roasted broccoli like every single, like every other day. No, I'm just kidding. Every single week for a month because you guys, my family loves roasted broccoli. So we eat a lot of roasted broccoli. We also love pan seared broccoli. um, So sauteed broccoli with some lemon juice and some Parmesan 
It's a family favorite of ours. We also love incorporating it into casseroles or as our favorite broccoli cheddar soup. Brussels sprouts, probably my favorite fall vegetable. And I grew up hating Brussels sprouts because my mom used to get them frozen and either steam or boil them. And they were mushy and bitter and gross. And it, ugh, ugh, it grosses me out even to think of them prepared like that. Sorry, mom. My mom listens to the podcast and she knows how to cook now, so it's okay. Um, she knows I appreciated her putting vegetables on my plate. However, they were gross. So I love them now shredded in a warm Brussels sprouts, bacon, and cranberry salad. Again, there's one in the cooking club. Um, I also love them roasted simply with garlic, cumin, and garlic powder, cumin, and smoked paprika or with uh, cranberries as well. I have a recipe on the blog for Brussels sprouts with bacon and cranberries. It's so good. It's great for Thanksgiving or any time in the fall. All right, cauliflower. I know people have a love-hate relationship with cauliflower because cauliflower has tried to take over and be everything from pizza to rice, but it is so versatile whether or not it's trying to be pizza. And I don't make cauliflower into pizza. I will eat cauliflower thins or pre-made cauliflower pizza, but I don't have the time to make cauliflower pizza. And I'm fine eating regular pizza because it's all about balance in our house. Many of you know that. But I love me some cauliflower. I love it simply roasted um, with some garlic powder. It pairs really well with garlic. A roasted garlic cauliflower mash is one of my favorite things. I love it on top of shepherd's pie in place of potatoes. Um, potatoes are great too, but it's a great nutrient-dense alternative. And of course, buffalo fried cauliflower. Oh my gosh. With like a homemade buffalo sauce. It's so good. Or like on the side of homemade wings too for like game night. Uh, oh my gosh. So good. You can make them in the air fryer as well. Um, I use a recipe that I will, I'll link it. It's not my own recipe. Um, is it? I think it's How Sweet Eats. I think it's, I think it's Jessica Merchant's recipe. Um, it's delicious. Uh, it's also really delicious in any curries. Um, I have a roasted cauliflower tikka masala recipe in the cooking club, and I believe I have a cauliflower curry recipe on the blog, but I'm going to have to check on that. By the way, I'll link any recipes, as always, in the show notes on my website. So you just have to go to healthymamachris.com slash podcast and click on this episode and you will find all of the links. Carrots. Carrots are in season earlier in the year as well. They're almost like they're kind of a year round type ingredient, but they are still in season in the fall and they pair really well with fall flavors. So I have a recipe for maple thyme carrots on the blog, which are my favorite way to prepare carrots in the fall. They're a little sweet, a little savory. I also love them as a part of a roasted vegetable medley. I have a one-pan rosemary garlic chicken with cinnamon honey roasted root vegetables on the blog that is delicious, and every one of my family devours that recipe. It's super good. And carrots are just, they're a staple in our house for soups and stews, so I always keep carrots around pretty much year-round. Cabbage. Okay, I think cabbage is so underutilized. I love red cabbage. I love, uh, I was going to say white cabbage, green cabbage. Um, I love roasting cabbage, just simply roasted red cabbage or white cabbage. I love cabbage soup. I love a beef and cabbage saute. I love making a honey avocado slaw to go on top of tacos and bring some freshness to fall dishes. The apple cabbage saute I mentioned earlier, and that one's really delicious. Um, and like I said, just roasted in planks and topped with blue cheese and bacon. Oh my gosh, it's such a del delicious side. So really great with chicken, really great with sausage, really great with pork. Super good. 
cranberries. Okay, I feel like dried cranberries go in almost all of my fall dishes. I have a really yummy fall salad on the on the blog. Um, it's a fall kale salad, and kale's another thing that I put in all of my fall salads because it's so abundant in the fall. But dried cranberries are so good. But I love cranberries in the fall, especially as someone who grew up in New England. My dad has always made the best fresh cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving and Christmas. They're so good in baked goods, like cranberry orange muffins. I have a cassava flour cranberry orange muffin recipe on the blog. Um, and then dried cranberries just add some sweetness and acidity to salads. The sweet and sour flavor is also really great to cut the bitterness of bitter vegetables like Brussels sprouts. Uh, of course, they're also delicious in my cranberry pecan chicken salad, which is also on the blog and I actually had for lunch today. It's super good and great to meal prep. All right, I mentioned kale. I am sorry if my, if you can hear background noise, by the way, I will try and dull it out in editing as much as I can, but it is still very hot here and I'm in my closet, my podcasting closet, and my computer is like, wants to be a rocket ship, but I'm not letting it. So instead, let's talk about kale. <laughs> I love kale, you guys. I, there's so many kale puns. I love it so much. I would kale for kale. Um, I love it sauteed. I love it in a salad, whether it's a kale Caesar or the autumn kale salad I just mentioned with the cranberries and roasted sweet potato in there. I also have a quinoa roasted chickpea salad on the blog with a maple balsamic dressing that is to die for. And then a farro salad. All of us have kale. All of my fall salads have kale. I need a fall salad without kale. There is a fall salad without kale, actually. A butter lettuce apple salad that is uh, in the cooking club. So not all of them have kale, but I just love it. And I think it's really, I think it's one of those recipes, one of those ingredients that is like touted for being the healthiest thing in the world. And whereas, you know, we, we can all eat too much of things. <laughs> I think I really like it because it's really versatile. It has a really delicious, robust flavor. It's great massaged as a salad. It's also really great in soups and stews. I have a sweet potato kale and beef stew that is actually in the slow cooker right now. And that one is you add the kale kind of like an hour, an hour ish before you finish cooking the it in the slow cooker and it's super delicious. I'm sorry, I'm going to say delicious like a million times in this episode because, well, I like the food that I prepare and I like the food that I eat and I want you to as well. I have a butternut squash and kale coconut curry. So kale pairs really well with sweet as well as salty as well as smoky. It pairs really well with bacon. It pairs really well with sausage. We love just simply sauteed kale with some sea salt, maybe some garlic powder, maybe some smoked paprika. It's really great in the fall. Pears. I feel like pears, like cabbage, are very underutilized. I feel like everyone's all about the apples and everyone forgets about the pears. And I'm guilty of this too, but they are so delicious when they're ripe. They're really good paired with blue cheese and hazelnuts. So a pear frise and walnut salad with blue cheese and a champagne vinaigrette is something I used to serve when I was a personal chef. So good. The salad that's in the cooking club is a play on that recipe. They're also really delicious sauteed on top of steak or pork. I know that that seems like, what? <laughs> They're really good if you saute some onions and then some pears and do a little splash of apple cider vinegar, sherry vinegar, or champagne vinegar. And if you want it a little bit sweet, you could do a little bit of sugar, a little bit of brown sugar, or a little bit of honey. Don't forget to season it with some salt too. And then add that on top of pork chops, just seared, seasoned and seared pork chops and or steak. It is delicious. 
And again, a little bit of blue cheese on top of that. Oh my gosh. Do I need to make a recipe out of that? I might need to. Because it's something I'll just make. But I think I need to make a recipe out of it. Okay. On the list. Let's talk about pomegranate. Pomegranate is starting to come into season. It has a pretty short season. And pomegranate has such a unique flavor. I love it so much. Um, So it has a short season, late fall to early winter. And I use it on salads all fall. I have another kale salad with acorn squash and pomegranates in the cooking club, and I also have a recipe for a pomegranate pistachio salsa on top of chicken kebabs. Really delicious. Um, gosh, again, I keep saying really delicious. I need to I need to cut out half of my really deliciouses. Please forgive me. It also, like I said, pairs really well on top of chicken and roasted chicken especially like a spiced roasted chicken with pomegranates on top is surprisingly delicious. So I encourage you to try using pomegranate more in your meals. It has a really unexpected sweet and sour flavor. It's kind of analogous to cranberries in terms of what it does to dishes. So it's really great in salads. And I think you can use it in pretty much anywhere you would use cranberries for the most part, except for like a bar or something like that. Squash. Oh my goodness. Oh, I skipped pumpkin. I skip pumpkin for a reason. Do we need to go on all the ways to use pumpkin? Do do I need to make a list? Okay. You can make a homemade pumpkin spice latte. You can make pumpkin cocktails. You can make pumpkin bread. You can make pumpkin muffins. You can make pumpkin cookies. You can make pumpkin mug cake. You can make pumpkin pancakes. You can make pumpkin smoothies. You can make pumpkin... Uh, you can make pumpkin everything. Pumpkin soup. Did I say that? Roasted pumpkin, roasted stuffed pumpkin, (laughs) jack-o'-lanterns. I don't think we have any shortage of pumpkin recipes in the fall. I don't need to contribute more. But I will share my pumpkin white Russian recipe on Instagram this year because I shared it in the cooking club last year. And oh my goodness, it's good. So I'll share that with you all. Let's go back to squash. There are so many different ways to incorporate squash. My favorite way to prepare it is roasted because it brings out the sweetness and also adds a little savory element to it too, especially when it's seasoned well. So I love delicata squash. I love acorn squash and I love kabocha squash. Those are some of my favorites that I like using often. I also love squash soup and I also love using it as a pasta sauce. My butternut squash sage pasta sauce is a favorite on the blog. It is consistently one of my top recipes on the blog. So basically you just roast up some butternut squash and you toss it together with some of the it's your it's a pasta recipe. So a little bit of the pasta cooking water, a little bit of cream, some sage, some garlic. It's absolutely delicious and super easy. And I think I might do another reel on that because uh, it deserves it. Sweet potatoes. Okay. Sweet potatoes are so good in the fall. And I love sweet potatoes often just as sweet potato fries, homemade sweet potato fries, or just roast it up. I will roast up, I will thinly slice half moons of sweet potatoes with cinnamon and cumin. That's my favorite combination. And we pair them with pretty much any fall main. I like them in salads as well. So roasted and cooled and put in salads. I love sweet potato mash, but I don't like my sweet potato mash sweet. I like it savory. So like I mentioned, that pork recipe with apples or with apple butter is served with a savory sweet potato recipe, which is also really good with steak or sausage as well. So I love a savory sweet potato mash as well. So I hope that gives you some inspiration for a lot of those fall seasonal ingredients that I 
just mentioned. So I said earlier that the nice thing about seasonal flavors is that they often go really well together just naturally, right? I mentioned apples and cranberries, I think was one of the examples that I used, and then uh, pumpkin and dates. So I'm going to talk about some other flavors that pair really well with fall foods. So if you haven't already been taking notes, here are some flavors that pair really well with those seasonal fall foods. Okay, maple. Maple is obviously seasonal this time of the year as well, but maple syrup goes with pretty much everything I just mentioned. Honey as well, but maple brings more of that fall flavor. Warming spices. So cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, ginger, cumin, cardamom coriander, cloves, curry, pumpkin pie spice, all of these warming spices, anything that makes you feel kind of warm and cozy, these are really great with fall foods. Bacon, that salty, savory flavor of bacon pairs really well with fall foods. So does goat cheese, Um, feta cheese to some extent as well, but I think of goat cheese as more of a fall ingredient like goat cheese stuffed dates or goat cheese stuffed figs. Mustard, so a grainy mustard or even a spicy mustard or a sweet mustard, lots of different or honey mustard sauce. Mustard goes really well with fall ingredients. Brown butter. So brown butter is very simple to make. You just slowly heat butter on the stove until it turns golden. Not yellow anymore, but golden. You don't want it black because then you burnt your butter. You want brown butter. (laughs) It's great in baked goods, but it's also really great in savory dishes as well. And there is a maple pecan brown butter granola that I think is the best granola I've ever eaten. And I'm not going to be modest about it. You need to make it. And so it's a part of the cooking club and it's also going to be on the blog. But if you want it now, you got to go to the cooking club. So it's amazing. I promise. I promise. (laughs) So some herbs that go really well in the fall season are sage. I'm a little biased, but I love sage. Um, For those of you who don't know, my uh, almost nine-year-old's name is sage. Thyme, rosemary, these all go really well in the fall. For nuts, pecans, Yes, I call them pecans, not pecans. Walnuts and hazelnuts all have that kind of savory fall flavor. Beer goes really well in the fall, so doing like a beer glaze. Um, Or you can even add beer to your chilies or to your stews, and it adds a little bit of that acidity and a little bit of body. Um, And bourbon. I love bourbon, not just to sip on its own. I love a good quality bourbon, but bourbon poached pears are one of the best things in the world. If you have not tried them, you must. But you can use bourbon, um, a little bit of bourbon, in your dishes as well. You can use it just like you would wine. You just want to make sure, obviously, you cook off the, or in a glaze, you just want to cook off the alcohol. But it's really, really great in baked goods. Before I sign off, I want to give you some of my favorite fall flavor combinations because I just gave you a lot of ideas. I gave you a whole bunch. I didn't even count. Hold on. Let me count. How many? 18 different seasonal items, different seasonal items, uh, different seasonal produce items, I should say. And then I also gave you, let's see, another 15, not counting all of the spices that I listed out. So like 20 plus flavors that go with fall foods as well. So let's talk about some of my favorite fall flavor combinations. I love the combination of cranberry and pecan, like in the granola I mentioned, or in my cranberry pecan chicken salad. 
I love maple and mustard together, like in my maple mustard pecan crusted chicken. That recipe is in the cooking club. Brown butter and sage is a delicious combination, especially on pasta or gnocchi. I love Brussels sprouts and bacon. Pork chops and apple, like those apple butter pork chops I mentioned. Pear and ginger, especially candy ginger, is a delicious combination on a salad or in another preparation you can think of, but that's usually how I have it. Um, maple and bacon goes really well together as well. Pear and hazelnut and blue cheese, I mentioned that combination is really delicious. Either carrots or sweet potatoes, either is a sweet orange vegetable roasted with cumin and cinnamon. If you have not, oh my gosh, the combination of cumin and cinnamon together is like the perfect marriage of fall spices. I love it. Please try it. Butternut squash and curry. I love butternut squash and curry together. Try it if you haven't. Curry is um, a little bit of a, a deeper, um, almost like you've, if you've tried turmeric, it has almost like a woodsy, I'm not sure, what, what is the, uh, I'm trying to think of a good descriptor for it, but the sweetness of butternut squash, especially if it's a coconut curry, really brings out or really complements the curry well. Sorry, I wasn't very good at describing that, but it does really complement the curry well. So the butternut squash, kale, and coconut curry I mentioned with chickpeas, you could always use chicken instead, is on my website. And um, that combination is one of my favorites. You can also roast butternut squash with curry and it's delicious. I mentioned the cauliflower and roasted garlic combination, which is delicious. I also love pomegranate. I mentioned fresh pomegranate on top of chicken roasted with ras al hanu, which is a Middle Eastern spice blend. It's a Persian spice blend or the combination of cinnamon, cumin, and cloves together is delicious on roasted chicken with salt, of course, and then top it with pomegranate. Oh, it's so good. Cabbage and apples and apple cider vinegar. I mentioned a cabbage, cabbage apple saute and kale and sweet potatoes or kale and butternut squash just go so well together, fresh or cooked. So friends, I hope you took notes and I hope this gave you a ton of inspiration for fall meals. So the recipes that I mentioned that are on the blog are linked in the show notes for over 50 and counting member exclusive recipes. Please be sure to join us in the cooking club. Membership starts at just $3 a month for weekly dinner inspiration, exclusive bonus recipes, cooking tips and hacks, access to me to answer all of your cooking questions in a place that's not social media a casual monthly community cooking class, and even bonus podcast episodes and a seasonal mix and match family meal plan if you choose those tiers. You guys, the highest tier is 10 bucks a month. So I'm not asking you for millions. I just want to provide you with some really awesome resources. And I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope it gave you some inspiration. I forgot to mention, if you want to join the cooking club, obviously the link is in the show notes, but it's patreon.com slash healthymamachris to join. Uh, and that's it for now, friends. I will catch you in the next episode. I will not tell you what the next episode is, but it is a highly requested topic episode. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. 
If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.